They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. What's going on? It's D. Scott, inside the mind of D. Scott. Back on the air. Look at that. Back in the studio, talking into a microphone. That's what I do. It's December 3rd. No idea where uh, 2023 went. Like, this year is almost over. And 2023 was an absolute blur. I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened. All of a sudden, it's just December, and here we are. But a lot to be thankful for. Uh, Obviously, some really, really cool stuff happened to me throughout the year, uh, personally and professionally. Made the move over to Jams 96.3, which I'm extremely ecstatic about. Ecstatic? Ecstatic? What's the word? I'm happy about it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like super duper happy about it. Uh, reconnected with some people that I was friends with years ago and now I'm friends with again. Made some new connections since coming over to Jams 96.3. Uh, <coughs> loving it. I'm absolutely loving where we're at right now in life. Personally, obviously, my relationship means the world to me, and I got an amazing partner uh, to go through life with, which I'm extremely grateful for. How are you? How are you doing? Like, really, why am I talking about myself? How are you doing? You you smiling? You happy? You good? I hope so. Um, obviously, I'm going to talk about myself. I got to talk about myself a little bit. A lot of cool stuff going on, of course. Uh, Inside the Mind of D. Scott is this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to it. If you would like to uh, rate it, I would highly appreciate that. Help the podcast grow. On top of that, I'm involved in other podcasts as well that you hear me talk about every single time I do an episode here. Uh, the Psychic on the Scene podcast with Katie Manning and Michelle lyons Polito. You can listen to that podcast right where you're listening to this podcast. If you're into the paranormal and psychics and the afterlife and all that good stuff, we cover all kinds of topics, not just paranormal, like spooky stuff, but a lot of self-help stuff and, and whatnot. But we focus on the psychic and the paranormal for the most part. Uh, also, professional wrestling fans, if you are one, got to check out uh, the Undisputed podcast with Bobby Fish. It's Bobby Fish, it's myself, and our friend Frank Ferrero. Um, love the podcast. Absolutely love doing that. We're part of the Creative Control Network with Joe Feeney out of Philly. He's got some great podcasts on his network, including the podcast from Bruce Pritchard, uh, also Conan and K100. Love the fact that we are a part of that network now. Uh, we talk professional wrestling. We have amazing guests on the show as well. We've had Eric Bischoff. We have had Jake the Snake Roberts. We have had, uh, oh my God, why? Buff Bagwell. That, that's his name. Scotty Too Hotty, just to name a few of the guys. Karrion Cross, Malachi Black, all been on the show. Um, we got some stuff working with that podcast, so it's going to grow pretty soon. But if you are a pro wrestling fan, Definitely, definitely want to check that out. Um, I wish there was more of a, a format to this podcast, but it is inside the mind of D. Scott. So there is no real format or formula to what I do on this show. Uh, thank you so much for listening to it. And by the way, all the podcasts that I mentioned previously, uh, the Psychic on the Scene podcast and the you know, Undisputed podcast with Bobby Fish, available where you're listening to this podcast. And on top of that, if you could rate it and subscribe to those podcasts, would definitely appreciate that. Five stars, five stars. Got to definitely hit us with the five stars so that we can grow and reach more people and be heard by more people. It's a very, very flooded world in the podcast game. And uh, every little bit helps. Sorry, I had a little like uh, burp stuck in the throat. That was weird. 
Uh, so what do I want to talk about? Let's let's just kind of recap what we've done since the last time I was in the studio, which was a week ago today. Uh, weekly, not really a whole lot going on. Did do some cool stuff. Went to dinner with my girlfriend on Thursday in celebration of a closing that she did. She's a part-time real estate agent. And uh, got to check out the, the Roosevelt Room, which is in East Greenbush area, kind of Troy, North Greenbush. I'm not exactly sure where you would locate that. Uh, which obviously only makes sense if you're listening to this podcast and you're from the uh, the capital region. But um, great spot, great food, uh, not cheap by any stretch of the imagination, but great food, great drinks, uh, had an amazing date night with Tara, which was fantastic. And then, you know, we rolled into the weekend. I, we don't do a lot during the week. Like, I know I kind of glance over everything and I'm like, okay, and we jumped into Thursday and Friday. That's because... During the week, not a lot going on. You know, we work during the day, and I get home. Uh, I got a, a podcast to record with the Undisputed Podcast. Every Tuesday we record. We drop our episodes on Wednesday, so that fills up my time. <coughs> but uh, during the week, not a lot going on. Kind of sit on the couch after work and watch wrestling and watch TV, whatever the case may be. And then come the weekends, we kind of try to do some stuff every now and then. Uh, Friday night was kind of a low-key night, and then Saturday Busy. We had a Christmas party or a holiday party that we went to, which was fun at one of Tara's friends' house, and then uh, and and then we went to the SUNY Albany game last night. My daughter, my oldest daughter, is a cheerleader for SUNY Albany. Yo, big props! And and listen, uh, on Jams ninety six point three, we carry the Sienna men's basketball games on the radio station. So I have that commitment with them, and of course, uh, the partnership with Sienna College and carrying them. But my youngest, my oldest daughter, goes to SUNY Albany. So shout out to SUNY Albany and the Great Danes. You want to talk about an amazing day that they had yesterday. They had three different games happen yesterday. They had a football game, and their uh, their football team won. They beat Richmond. Congratulations to them in a landslide, like smashed Richmond, which is great. They're moving on in the collegiate playoffs for their conference, which is great for them. Uh, and then the SUNY women played Siena women yesterday afternoon for the Albany Cup on the women's side, and they won that game. SUNY Albany won that, and then we went we went to the men's game last night. First time I've gone to a SUNY men's game at the brand-new Broadview uh, Arena, which is absolutely gorgeous. They've done amazing things with that. They redid the whole thing last year. SUNY Albany's basketball teams didn't play any home games at home. They actually played everything in different places because uh, there was work being done with what used to be the SEFQ Arena and now is the Broadview Arena. And, man, that place is gorgeous. But the SUNY Albany men, SUNY, the SUNY Albany men, I don't know what happened there. You uh, Albany men won in a, uh, in a close one against Dartmouth yesterday. One of the craziest things I've ever seen at a basketball game or a collegiate basketball game. I mean, and I, I actually want to get into, like, the high school days, going to watch my friends play varsity basketball in high school and stuff. We'll do that in a few minutes. But uh, we're at the game last night, and – there's some dudes, you know, they, the dudes from Dartmouth get fouled and they go to the line to shoot their free throws. And the band, the SUNY Albany band of all people are chanting, daddy's money, daddy's money. And I didn't even pick up on it. And Tara looks at me and she goes, are they chanting daddy's money? Then we figured out Dartmouth is, a, is an Ivy League school. We didn't, it never dawned on us whatsoever. And we're like, wow, that's kind of. That's kind of savage. Like, you don't hear that. I know, like, some of the bigger college, the, those universities, like Duke, you go to a Duke game, and it's like, it's insane. Or you go to a North Carolina Tar Heels game, and it's insane at Chapel Hill. 
but I've never, I was like, oh my God, these guys, they're savage. And, and then to find out, you know, it was the band that was chanting it. We're like, of all people to get heckled by. And I'm not knocking, listen, I'm not knocking the band kids. I'm, I'm really not. It was just, it was, it was spectacular to see. It was kind of funny. But uh, SUNY men did win. Played really, really well last night. Um, the stuff that I saw, the point guard is, is a good ball player but needs to give the ball up a little bit more, I think. Thinks he's uh, a little bit bigger than he is, I guess. Or kind of forcing up a lot of stuff, and, and I think he needs to maybe distribute the ball a little bit better. But that's that's just my own opinion. Like, obviously, these are my opinions. It's my show. That's what I get to do. That's, that's kind of why I do this. Like, I, I stated earlier that there was no real rhyme or reason to why I do what I do, and, and there's no format to this. It's, it's really just thoughts in my brain. That come out, and since this is my show, I get to give my opinions on stuff. So, you know, ball distribution a little bit more from the point guard of SUNY Albany. I think they could have a hell of a season, and I wish them nothing but the best. Uh, Came home last night, kind of, you know, chilled, and now here we are on a Sunday. we got some stuff going on, actually going out and about today, which is rare to get us out of the house on a Sunday, but I think we're going to meet some friends. We were supposed to do the Troy Victorian Stroll. Or something to that effect. But it, it's a crappy day here in the Capital Region uh, on December 3rd. It's rainy. It's cold. We don't really want to walk around Troy. So we're probably just going to end up going to lunch with some friends and uh, just enjoying some company and eating some food and hanging out and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, one of the things I do want to talk about, and, and there's a couple of different things floating around in my brain. Um, I'm on a group text with uh, a bunch of people I went to high school with that my friend Matt Halleck uh, initiated. And I know it's like every time I come in here, I talk about Matt. Sorry, I, I do. Like, I admire him. He is a f- very good friend of mine. And I, adma- I admire his drive and, and uh, his hustle. So I, I kind of try to give him his flowers as often as possible. But so he's coming up to, uh, to the Capital Region. He lives just outside of the Tampa area in Florida. And uh, he's going to be up in January and we're going to be all going to a uh, a varsity basketball game that uh, that that's at the high school we all graduated from. We all went to South Colony Colony Central High School CCHS, and uh, we're all we're all Raiders. We're all Colony Raiders. That that, that that's what it is. The Garnet Raiders. And uh, so he's coming up. So he's like, "Yo, we're going to the game against Balson Spa." And I was like, "Yo, let's do it." So now we're trying to uh, recruit a lot of the alumni that went to our school that's still in the area. To come out, we're going to kind of make this our own unofficial alumni day, I guess. Hang on, i got to take a drink. Drinking a C4 Skittles flavor. Love them. Uh, C4, if you're listening, or uh, if anyone knows anyone from C4 and you want to be a sponsor on the show, by all means, get in touch with me. DScottRadio at Yahoo.com. Uh, anyway, so we're trying to make this like the unofficial alumni game. Because like I said, there are a lot of colony alumni still in the area so we're trying to get as many people out in this group chat about you know uh, the support of uh, low, uh, of the high school sports especially at our school because that's the one that we can speak on you know obviously i don't know what support is like at the other schools or in, in the area or wherever you might be listening to this but we're trying to build that morale back up that sense of community and the, the sense of support and just wanting to be a part of uh you know going to these games and, and showing love to these kids that play for our team and and it's unfortunate that at least in the colony realm of things that there aren't a lot of people coming out and supporting the boys or girls uh athletic programs which is unfortunate you know there's the parents are there obviously but you know student body isn't really coming out to uh 
to support and alumni is not really coming out to support so much. So we're trying to build that back up and, and trying to get there. And, you know, we're, we're going through the process of what we can do uh, to make it more appealing to get more people at these games. And, and, I know, and I know it's not hard. Like, it doesn't seem like that school spirit is really where it was at when we were in school. And, <clears throat> and I mean, granted, the athletic programs at our old high school uh, have not been spectacular. And I think that was a lot to do with why we were going out and supporting is we had that rich history of, uh, of a great athletic program and we had that rich history of winning. And uh, maybe we weren't out there winning state titles and going undefeated and, you know, all that stuff. But we were good enough that we would go and support and we would want to be there as a student body because I did not play football in high school. I didn't play basketball in high school. I played basketball in high school, just not on the team. I was friends with all the ball players and we played pickup a lot and stuff like that. And I could I could hang with them. I'm not I'm not talking out of pocket when I'm like, you know, they just abused me. I, I could shoot a little bit and I could play the game. I uh, just never played school ball, but it was always fun to go out and support my friends and, and to be there and be a part of it. And uh, our gym was always packed, at least with student body and uh, and stuff like that, you know, and and more than just the parents of the, of the athletes coming out to the game. So we're trying to get through and trying to figure out how to garner up some more support for our programs. And I honestly think it, it, it has a lot to do with. Uh, the lackluster athletic programs that we have. I know our our high school basket or baseball team is is really good, one of the best in the area. So props to them on that one. But problem is there is those kids play at like three thirty in the afternoon, four o'clock. Like basketball games, football games are played at night. Uh, obviously, basketball is inside. Football's got the lights, so you can go out and you can like you know kind of come out and support. But they haven't been great the past few seasons, and uh, and and the basketball team isn't exactly lighting the world on fire and and it's not a knock on anybody i think it has a lot to do with coaching and i know the the varsity basketball team uh the boys anyway have a new coach this year so i'm looking forward to that and hopefully we can have a uh, a good season this year but we got to get some people we got to get people out to these games if you have any ideas on how we can do that or or even just garner up some uh some school spirit in these kids that are going to the school like there's a lot to that. Like you may not understand it when you're when you're there. Okay, these kids probably don't get it all that much, and I don't think I necessarily grasped it until I got older. Because like when I was in school, <coughs> I wasn't a huge fan of going to school for the learning aspect. Uh, I was more of a fan of the social aspect of school and stuff like that. Probably not the best. I know it's not the best academically. I I struggled. It, it is what it is. There, um, you know. It's it's no reflection of me as a person or my intelligence. I don't think anyway. I just I learn different from other people and uh, school and the learning process was different for me than it was everybody else. But now I look back on it and I was like, man, you know, I may not have liked the um, the goings on during the day with classes and stuff, but thoroughly enjoyed going to that school. I'm very proud to call myself uh, a Colony High alumni and uh, and to be a Raider. So. These kids, back to my original point, uh, the kids that are going there are probably not even realizing it right now. Like, you're missing out on some really, really fun stuff you could be doing to enhance your high school experience. Like, obviously, as you move on and you go to college, there's things you can do to enhance your, your college experience, whether it's going to games or if you're going to a major university, going to any of the athletic things that happen um, and supporting your school that way. But, man, I loved going to the football games and, and watching my friends play football or going out and supporting my friends playing basketball that was that was kind of like what that was my role you know that was our role we weren't on the team but we went and like 
like, yo, we got to gas these dudes up and, and get behind them and, and really get that, that the love of the garnet and gold going. And like I said, like I reminisce and I look back at it and I go, man, no, we, we had a great time. Like we, I really enjoyed my time in high school. Again, outside of the academic portion, there was, it was more about the social aspect for me, uh, which also explains how I ended up being in radio and, and not something else. I, I liked being part of that. So we got to get these kids. And I, and I wish I could offer up some ideas and spew them out here for the quote unquote masses to hear me say, but at the moment, I really don't have anything. I know when we went to school, like we had like the Harlem Wizards came in and played against the, the, the staff. We had like donkey basketball. We had stuff going on like that wasn't just school games. We would go watch the faculty do things or whatever the case may be. And it it kind of garnered up some school spirit and like, oh, we wanted to be a part of certain things. I also noticed that they don't do high school dances anymore, which I guess I get a little bit. You know, they still do homecoming and prom and stuff like that, all the traditional shit. But um, we used to have like one or two dances a month. And we would just go, and it was a DJ, and we'd have a good time, and it was just a social thing. We would go dance and have fun, because uh, we didn't really have a lot going on outside of that. It, you know, it, we didn't have phones. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have the internet. We had Nintendo. <laughs> like, like, seriously, Nintendo was our thing. But, uh, no, we had, a, we had a lot of fun, and there was that sense of school pride. So we got we to gotta try to ignite that. I'm, I'm putting it on the parents uh, of, all, of all the parents in the area, in the community, um, get out there and support the school, man. Get out there and do it. Like seriously, you're you're helping out those kids. You're showing them that we care, which is which is important. And so, you know, definitely looking forward to uh, going to the game in late January and, and seeing a bunch of my old classmates and stuff like that, and just kind of walking back into that gym with with Matt because it's been a minute since we did that, and it's just it's gonna feel weird, but it's gonna feel like so right, you know, like just so. So good, like, ooh, we're home again. And uh, I love the fact that my boy just has not lost that sense of pride in, in, in Colony, even though he's far removed from the community and lives somewhere else. And he shows the support to the schools down by him, the schools that his kids go to. And props to Sophia Halleck, by the way, going to Mount St. Mary's uh, down in Newburgh. Congratulations to you. That's, that's amazing. Cannot wait to see you play. Uh, she's playing softball for the team as a freshman, which is dope. So I can't wait to go and support her. Uh, she's got a doubleheader uh, in March in the Capital Region at St. Rose, which, you know, St. Rose, if you're from the area, you know what's going on with St. Rose, which is unfortunate. It, it, it's, it hurts my heart to see that. And I'm not an alumni of St. Rose, but it just hurts to see, you know, a college have to close its doors um, because we're losing an academic uh, institution. But it is what it is. Uh, thankfully, they will go through their spring semester, which means we'll get the softball, which means I'll get to see Soph play here in the Capital Region, probably make some trips down to see her play in Newburgh as well, drink. So, anyway, and uh, now, now the last thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, actually, no, before I let, the, before I let the, uh, the thought go, that just popped in my head, because a little voice inside me was like, yo, you got to talk about Matt Reif real quick. I know Matt Reif is, uh, is going through it right now. They're trying to cancel him, whatever, for some jokes that he said. That's not my issue right now. It's not the joke. It was a domestic violence joke, which clearly, whatever. Um, but I, I've seen some clips of his, of his Netflix special. Is it Netflix? I think it's on Netflix. I've seen some, some clips of his special, and I tried to sit through these clips 
and I can't even make it through the clips because I know he does really, really good crowd work. Uh, and, I'm, and this is not for me to listen. Again, my opinion, my show. This is what I get to do. I'm not a stand-up comic. I'm just not. I don't do it. Uh, I know. Sta- I know some stand-up comics, and I know and I'm friends with them and stuff. And and they're very good at what they do. And I know it takes a lot to get up there. It's just you on the stage with a microphone, dude. I can't even sit through Matt Rife's uh, video or like clips on TikTok. How am I supposed to sit through his uh, his special? Dude's just not funny. That's just me. You might think he's hilarious. That's you. Comedy is subjective. That's how this works, right? He just, I, I don't know. It just, it, to me, wasn't that funny. Like, his jokes just, they, they didn't hit me, I guess, the way they were supposed to. Maybe his comedy is not for me. It's not meant for me. But it is what it is. I know he does some great crowd work, which I, I tip the cap to that, because crowd work is not an easy thing to do. Uh, obviously, it's all improv, because you don't know what that other person's going to say in the crowd. So his crowd work is pretty decent, pretty funny there. But his written jokes, his, his routine, nah. It's not it for me. So that, that's just me. You can hate me all you want to, and you can disagree. That's fine. That's the one cool thing about this stuff is I don't mind if you disagree with me, but allow me to have my opinion. I'm going to allow you to have yours, and you may find him funny. You may not find Dave Chappelle funny, and I find Chappelle hilarious. You may not find Bill Burr funny. I find him hilarious. Uh, same with Paul Verzi. You might not find him funny, but I find him hilarious. Hilarious. Um, a couple of other guys that I absolutely love. You know, obviously, like Burt Kreischer. Everybody loves Kreischer. Um, there's, there's a couple of other guys. You may not find them funny, but I do. I, I find those guys funny. Just wasn't it for me on, uh, with Matt Rife, and maybe it was just the jokes I saw. I have no idea. Anyway, um, so let's get into the other thing. And I know I'm like 21 minutes into this, and I'm like, oh, let's get into this before, you know, anyway. Uh, so the Yankees, I love talking Yankee baseball on the pod, one of my passions. Um, and I see a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, the winter meetings, I think, are starting tomorrow. Um, for Major League Baseball. But the Yankees are making a play for Juan Soto, who is an outfielder for the uh, San Diego Padres, if you don't follow along all that well. And they're, you know, the Padres are asking for a lot for this guy, as well they should be, because he is a bona fide star. He's young, he's a great power hitter. Um, you know, he, he has proven that no stage is too big for him, so he can go out there and he can perform under any situation. But... So they're so they're asking like crazy, crazy, crazy asks for from the Yankees to get Juan Soto, and the Yankees are like, no, no, no. there's some there's some pitchers that were asked, and you know they the Yankees don't want to part with these guys, which I don't blame them. And and here's my thing: listen, I would like Juan Soto in pinstripes for the simple fact that he's one of those stars, and and that's kind of what we need. Uh, I will say to Yankee fans, just you know, Giancarlo Stanton, okay. Dude's making huge money for us. What he hit two ten last year. It's a hard time staying healthy. I love Big G. Like I love when he's healthy and he's performing. But man, oh man, like it's not hard to figure out that the guy can't hit a slider down and away, and he can't. So anyway, but so I know a lot of Yankee fans are getting upset because the Yankees don't want to part with certain guys and they're not pulling the trigger on these trades. And this and, and this is what I say to those people. Juan Soto is being traded by the San Diego Padres for a reason, okay? Um, they're trying to get rid of him now because next year he's a free agent. So if the Yankees aren't selling the farm on this guy and they want him because it's a rental, like it, I feel like we're, we're too short-sighted with things, and there's a lot of people that are just being super short-sighted because for the 2023, 2024 season, excuse me, Juan Soto comes to the Yankees. 
Now, if we don't make any other deals and we go out there with the same squad we had this year, not that this squad that we had this year could not have gotten it done. They underperformed. There was injuries. I get all that stuff. Maybe the motivation was not the motivation, but maybe um, some of the motivators didn't do their job so much. Um, but for me, a one-year rental and giving up prospects or dudes that are in the majors now that are some of our, you know, our uh, our innings eaters or our, you know, back end, not even the back end of our bullpen, like the front end of our bullpen. Like one of the big keys was Michael King. Like the Yankees don't want to give up Michael King, and I'm like, well, why the f- why the f- would they? Seriously, why would they want to do that? It's a dude that's in our bullpen. He is one of the most consistent pitchers that we have, and they're grooming him to be a starter if that happens, or he can pitch out of the bullpen. So this guy is like a like a two-tool pitcher. You know, He's got a couple of different ways he can come at you and he can be used. Why would they want to give him up on a rental, a one-year rental? And here's what I mean by that for the layman that, that doesn't quite understand it. So we get Ron Soto for the 24th season, okay? He's a free agent going into 2025, so it's a rental. We got him for a year. There's no guarantee after next season that the Yankees make him the best offer or the biggest offer, and he ends up in the Yankees organization for a number of years signing that big money contract for a bunch of years. There's no guarantee on that one. So now we rented him. We gave up people for him. He comes in. Maybe he hits 50 home runs. It's possible. 43 home runs. 100% possible. However... He's gone after next season. Now where are we at? We lost those prospects or those other players that were key players for us and helped us win games last season. And now we got nothing and we lost Soto too. Like we, so we gave up four or five guys and we lost Soto. Why not let another team work on that trade with him for the 24 season? Okay, got it? And then in 2025 when free agency hits, you throw a bunch of money at that dude and see if we can land him. Because then it's only costing you money. And we know the Yankees got plenty of money. So why not just let that happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, how heartbreaking as a Yankee fan would it be if for the 2024 season he comes here, we don't win a World Series, and then in 2025, dude signs with the Mets? You know how bad that's going to feel? You know how bad the Mets fans hope that happens? They got one up on us. They can... They can boast and they can look at what we did because we know the Mets' ownership is willing to throw money at people. We know this. And I'm pretty sure Juan Soto has said that he wants to play in the, with the Mets. He doesn't even – he hasn't come out and like, I want to be a Yankee. Like, I want to be a Met. I want to play a city field. Like, really? Is that what we want? We want to give Mets fans that? So let's, let's take it easy with the chirping and, uh, and the nonsense talk here. Where we're going. We need to do what we got to do. And listen, I, I don't like Brian Cashman as much as any other Yankee fan. I think the dude has failed numerous times in being our general manager. But I don't think he's wrong here by not wanting to give up certain guys to get Juan Soto for a rental. A rental. I feel like Allen Iverson. Practice. What are we talking about? Practice? Practice? No. It's a rental. It's a one-year rental. No guarantee we win anything this year. We need some pitching. Okay, we need that. We need guys that can hit for average. I don't care about how far they can hit the ball. We need some dudes that can get on and drive in runs. That's it. Our swing and miss ratio last year to or our swing our swing and miss numbers there. That's that's the words. We're awful. I don't give a shit how good your swing looks. I don't care if you know all this stuff about launch angle and the trajectory and the fucking exit velo. Great. Great. You know when that matters? When you make contact. 
You know what we weren't doing a lot of? Making contact. So, again, like, it, would it be cool? Sure. I would love to see Juan Soto in our lineup. DH him. I don't know. Him and, him and Giancarlo. <clears throat> uh, DH, I guess. I don't know. Because where do you put him, too? He's an outfielder. Well, you put him in left? I don't know about that. Put him in center? Maybe. You can do with Jason Dominguez. You know, Dominguez has proven that he should be our center fielder. Maybe our left fielder. He's a left-handed bat, so it, there are benefits. There's there's a huge upside. I'm not trying to knock it. Like I'm not trying to say that there aren't upsides to this guy, a huge upside to Juan Soto. But why not wait? Why not wait till 2025 and, uh, and, it, and it only costs us money? It doesn't cost us a bunch of dudes in the farm system, a couple of guys on the, uh, on the main roster, and then uh, we lose Soto in, to free agency. Like, it just come on, guys. Use your head. It's, it's common sense. I get it. We want to win now. Man, I want to win. I want to win now, too. You know what else I want to win? In the future. I want to win in next season. Season after that. The season after that. The season after that. The season after that. Like, I want to be in it every year. We didn't even make the playoffs this year. Playoffs? Anyway, so that's just my thoughts. Like, y'all need to chill. Calm down with the Juan Soto and Brian. You're like trashing Cashman because it's easy. It's low-hanging fruit. He's not pulling the trigger for a reason. If he pulls the trigger and Soto doesn't work out, Soto flounders, or Soto has a pretty decent year, we still don't win the World Series, and he's gone. It's just another, like, this Cashman in this situation is damned if he does, damned if he don't, with certain fans. Not me. Not with this fan, but with with, with a big part of the fan base, or at least the boisterous uh, part of the fan base that's on Twitter or X or whatever that damn platform is called now. So just just some food for thought. Like like chill out. Let's not let's not just sell the farm for a, a one year rental. It's just not worth it. It's not. It it long term it's not worth it. So let's just keep that in mind. Is there anything else I need to talk about? That was a rhetorical question. I hope that you didn't answer it because I'm literally in a room by myself. So um I don't think there's really much else. Cowboys? I mean I'm a Cowboys fan. We're doing good. Cowboys are still I I have not a lot of faith in us, you know, once playoffs hit. Playoffs, um, once once they get there, I don't know. Like, the Cowboys will find a way to Cowboys, I guess. Well, maybe not. They got some tools. I mean, obviously, it's going to be tough. They're in the NFC East. Philadelphia looks ridiculous. So, like, but, I mean, it's happy. I'm happy to, to have a good season. Let's see what we can do in the playoffs. But playoffs, but, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. <sighs> I think that's it. I really do. I think that's all the ranting and, and, and just speaking my mind that I got for today. Um, da, 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 please get it out of me. Please get it out of me. Sorry, I sat down in the, right before I got into the microphone. <laughs> got into the microphone. Right before I sat in front of the microphone, I, the station's on. I'm, I'm recording this in my on-air studio. And uh, Drake, Rich Baby Daddy with Sexy Red and, and SZA. Hands on your knees, hands on your knees. Bend that over. Let that breathe. Man, where did we where did we go wrong in hip hop? I'm not knocking Drake. I'm not knocking anybody's you know hustle and, and knocking their grind and, and, and their success. But man, where did we have hands on your knees, hands on your knees? Really? That's where we're at now. We went from like you know Tupac and Biggie and, and Wu Tang. And DOS effects and DMX and 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 nice and smooth and Tribe Called Quest and Black Sheep. 
to hands on your knees, pound town, pound town. Yeah. Uh, listen, ski that's just another example. Anyway, oh, by the way, shout out to my man Derek Hoffman uh, for uh, for putting me on to the uh, the Choice is Yours documentary, the Black Sheep documentary, or I should say the Dreads documentary. Kind of dope. He is, uh, it revolves around uh, Drez trying to make this record uh, with Jay Dilla, who Jay Dilla passed away. Fantastic producer out of the Detroit area. Um, and he got, it, I mean, just watch it. It. It is, Derek, you were right. It was like a roller coaster of emotions. And it was a lot of fun to reminisce and see some of the stuff. They had shown clips from the, uh, God, I want to say it was like 1992 spring break that they did where, like, it was a Yo! MTV Raps edition. And they had, like, they had Black Sheep. They had Cypress Hill. They had Tribe Called Quest, Leaders of a New School. Um, oh, man, who else? The Nice and Smooth was a part of it. It was nuts. Like, yeah, it was one of my favorite spring break um episodes yo mtv rap episodes ever because at the end they did a cypher which was dope as well i used to have it on vhs yeah i had it on vhs but man it was so good a big freestyle cypher at the end so it was kind of dope but uh if you're a if you're a hip-hop fan and and you were a you know the choice is yours right black sheep maybe maybe you don't even know that you know this song you can get with this so you can get with that you can get with this so you can get with that that song engine engine number nine right who's the black sheep what's the black sheep no not who i am or when i'm coming so you sleep that song that was black sheep strobe light honey similac child but uh, the the documentary was fantastic, and hopefully that project gets the green light. And that that um, God, what was it? What was it? Forgot what they were gonna call the the, the actual album, but it's D and D, Dresden Dilla. And uh, I hope they get. I hope it doesn't get shelved. I hope the I hope the album comes out and they can clear everything, and that would be dope because he's got some great features on there. Um, he actually had Mr. Long on it with him as well. I don't know. That was something I didn't realize that. Drez and uh and Mr. Long Black Sheep had a whatever it was that they had uh but they you know gone their separate ways and so yeah Mr. Long on it I know he's got CeeLo Green on it uh you know Drez is obviously all over it but he said he has some really really big features on there so I'm hoping they get the green like that but if you get a chance it's on Paramount Plus uh if you want to check that out it's called The Choice Is Yours great documentary it's an hour and 49 minutes which was a weird uh time if you ask me like an hour couldn't just do 10 more minutes but whatever, who am I? Anyhow, um, so yeah, if you get a chance, Derek, thank you so much for putting me on to that. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed the documentary. So Paramount Plus, the choice is yours. Check that out. I see it, man. Wow. Wow, it went by fast. 34 minutes. Just just under 35 minutes right now. Went by fast. I hope some of the stuff I made sense. Like I do. I hope it made sense. It's just, sometimes I just start talking and saying stuff, and it's hard because you don't get any feedback in here. So now, again, like, this is kind of what I deal with in radio. Like, you just kind of put it out into the ether and you, you hope it resonates with somebody. So I'm just kind of sitting in the room. I'm drinking my C4. Shout out to C4. Uh, and I don't know. Like, I don't, I say words and, and, like, I don't really, I hear myself talking, obviously, but I don't know what I'm saying. I just start going. So I'm just pushing. I, I just want to get to 35 minutes. That's all. So. Thank you again for listening. Appreciate that. Like it. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, please rate it. Five stars. Help us grow all the podcasts. Psychic on the scene. Undisputed podcast with Bobby Fish. Um, that's that. Got some cool stuff coming up on this podcast. Uh, hopefully going to have Halleck back on soon. We're going to try to get some some friends to do kind of like a cross-promote show uh, on, on this one. So kind of a cross-promote show. 
Not really. They don't have any other projects. Like they just have jobs and shit. But, um, but we try to get some people on with us. And uh, so the the D Scott and Matt Halleck part three coming soon. Um, that's it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you listening. I'm out.